It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Somehow in this Sacramento Kings search for a new head of basketball operations, a lot has happened and nothing has happened, at least since we last talked about it. Candidates have dropped out. A candidate that we thought was dropping out is now back in. And Joe Dumars, his role has changed again. What in the world is his responsibility here? His involvement with the organization? Why does it keep changing? Plus, I have a good idea of what the main concern is with the Sacramento Kings organization from the candidate standpoint and just the outside perspective. We're going to talk about it all on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for approaching the last six years, and I just wrapped up my sixth season covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And before we dive into everything with this head of basketball operations, if you're a sports fan, which I I assume you are because you're here listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, but if you like more than just the NBA, if you like football, if you like baseball, if you like hockey, if you like soccer, we're in a great time right now, right? Because For the first time ever, all these sports are happening at the same time. And while someone like me who just loves all sports and wants to digest as much sports as possible, it's exciting, it's enjoyable, but it's also a harsh reminder of the unknown that's to come. And what I mean by that is we have the NBA playoffs going on right now, right? In a month, maybe less than a month, those will be done. The MLB playoffs starting in two weeks. The MLB, of course, has had their strange abbreviated season. The NFL season just kicked off, so we're not really worried about them. Same thing with college football or whatever that is, but NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs also going on right now. But specifically from a basketball perspective, right? What happens when it's done? When is it coming back? That's the scary part. We don't know. Now, I I think it's safe to assume that eventually, of course, it will come back. The NBA is not just going to roll over and die, but when? The initial plan was for an early December, maybe Christmas Day or Christmas Eve start. That's probably, in fact, I'll go as far as to say that absolutely isn't going to happen. From my conversation with uh, others around the league that have their opinions on this, that that are connected, insiders, people that I have the pleasure of talking to, it sounds like the gut feeling is that A late January at the absolute earliest, but most likely February or March start point for the 2021 NBA season 
is most likely. Why? Because the NBA, their top priority, which we've talked about here on Locked on Kings before, is to have fans in the stands. Now, I personally am willing to wait. I am willing to wait uh, if it means getting to go back to the Golden 1 Center and and sit with 17,000 of of you Kings fans and enjoy Kings basketball 41 times a year. I, I am more than willing to wait for that. But it would be obviously easier to wait for something like that if we had a definitive date or an idea, which of course we don't have at the time. So my overall point in saying this is Try to enjoy the NBA playoffs as much as you can right now because we don't know when they're coming back. And while this NBA offseason is strange because we don't have dates in mind, we we know changes are coming, we don't know what the CBA looks like, we don't know what free agency is going to look like, it's also a very exciting offseason from a Sacramento Kings perspective because so many changes are, are happening and so many adjustments, and the Kings are at a bit of a crossroads here. They can either continue on this path to try and make the playoffs with Luke Walton as their head coach, even though Vlade is now gone and a new regime is coming in and try and end this 14-plus season uh, playoffs, uh, playoff-less streak. Or they can hit the reset button for, what, the eighth time or ninth time, maybe even the tenth time since 2006 when the Kings last made the playoffs. It's exciting. It's also terrifying because if the Kings get a decision like, their new head of basketball operations and their new front office, if they get that wrong, they're likely, once again, setting themselves back multiple years. And in this case, who does that hurt the most? Well, of course, it hurts Sacramento Kings fans. Of course, it hurts the media who covers the team. But who does it hurt most? It hurts De'Aaron Fox. Because Fox is here now, and he's the guy, and he wants to be the guy, and he wants to stay here. He's committed to Sacramento, and he knows he's getting a massive payday probably in the the coming months, maybe early 2021. We don't know. But the payday is coming for Fox. The commitment financially from Sacramento and then Fox's commitment to Sacramento is coming. And then quickly following is the start of De'Aaron's prime, which he has not gotten to yet, which excites me. But if the Kings get this decision wrong and waste his prime, or even worse, are forced to trade him away in his prime because he wants out, that's a very significant asterisk in this entire saga going on. But let's dive in to the craziness of this search for the next Kings head of basketball operations. We're going to recap a little bit. If you didn't listen to my podcast a couple of weeks ago, where I went in-depth on the six candidates that were named by Sam and Shams uh, from The Athletic, Sam Amick and, and Shams uh, from The Athletic, I encourage you to go and read that article and then listen to my podcast where I break them all down. But as a brief reminder, six candidates, uh, assistant general manager for the Miami Heat, Adam Simon, uh, Timberwolves executive vice president, Sachin Gupta, Uh, You had the Nuggets general manager and former NBA player Calvin Booth. You had Pelicans general manager and former NBA player Trajan Langdon. Rockets assistant general manager Monte McNair. And former Hawks general manager and current advisor for the Atlanta organization Wes Wilcox. Now it certainly isn't any surprise to me that members of this list, candidates are not interested in the Kings job and have pulled themselves out of the race. The first one to do so, uh, Pelicans general manager uh, Trajan Langdon. Shouldn't surprise anybody. It's a good situation that he's in a good young team. The Pelicans on the rise. Of course, they have Zion. They have the reigning most improved player, Brandon Ingram. Drew Holiday is on that team. JJ Redick. There's a lot to like there in New Orleans. 
serving under David Griffin, it makes sense to stay there. So that one didn't shock me. Neither did the second guy to drop out, which happened this weekend on Saturday. That's Adam Simon from the Miami Heat. Now, Adam has spent over 25 years with the Heat organization, working all the way up from an intern to this assistant GM position. Adam Simon, out of this list, was my absolute favorite for the Kings to land just because of his incredibly impressive resume and the fact that he's worked that long with Pat Riley. But I expected this. It's disappointing. It's sad. I, I tweeted out a little sad guy with his head down, drooping and, and walking when, when this report came out. But it didn't surprise me. Nor did it surprise me when we heard from the Sack Bees Jason Anderson that Nuggets general manager Calvin Booth was rumored to not be interested in the Kings position and that he was going to pull himself out of that. Now, Calvin Booth has had a quick rise to significance in front offices. Former NBA player, like I mentioned, actually was at one time a Sacramento King, traded to the Kings where he didn't end his career in Sacramento, but it was right at the end uh, of his career. And it didn't surprise me to read this. Calvin, GM of a a great Denver Nuggets team that's on the rise. They're doing great things in the playoffs right now. Potentially going to, uh, uh, they've already forced Game 7 against the Clippers. Potentially going to knock the Clippers out of the race uh, in the Western Conference playoffs, which would be absolutely astounding. And you know how much I love Mike Malone as the head coach uh, of the Denver Nuggets. So more than enough reasons for Calvin Booth to stay there. The only reason why he would leave is to come to Sacramento to maybe get a bigger paycheck, but to have more power. Calvin isn't the end-all, be-all decision-maker in Denver. Would he be in Sacramento? Well, we weren't sure how to answer that question. I'm still not entirely sure how to answer that question. So we heard this rumor that Booth was likely pulling himself out, leaving three candidates, and that didn't surprise me. The other three candidates that we heard were going to be coming to Sacramento for their second interviews, these ones in person, were Gupta, McNair, and Wilcox. Gupta appears to be the most uh, well-liked or wanted, desirable next head of basketball operations, at least amongst people in Sacramento. Many labeled him as the favorite to get the job, which is exciting if you look at his resume. And in a future Locked on Kings podcast, we'll go back over his resume and the specifics of what he's done and what he does specifically with the Timberwolves and how he embodies basketball 3.0, which is what Vivek Ranadive is all about. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him somewhat involved with the Kings front office going forward and and getting some kind of job. But the capacity of that job is unknown. The position itself is unknown, and how much influence and decision-making power he potentially could have is unknown. What's also not clear, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, is how many positions are the Kings hiring for? Are they just hiring one guy to do everything, or are they looking to hire a president or vice president of basketball operations and a general manager to work together, which is very common amongst uh, NBA franchises? So that's not very clear. What also hasn't been very clear since the beginning is Joe Dumars' role in everything. Now, how this all started was Joe Dumars, who's been working and hired as an advisor for the Sacramento Kings. Of course, he used to work uh, as a general manager for the Detroit Pistons uh, many, many years ago. He was working with Vivek and giving advice to Vivek, and Vivek called Vlade after the season of ended and and basically told him we want Dumars to have decision-making power and didn't fire Vlade, but Vlade quit. 
hearing this news and hearing that he wasn't going to be the end-all, be-all decision-maker. Then we heard that Dumars was going to be making the basketball decisions until the Kings brought in a new head of basketball operations or new general manager to make those decisions because Dumars didn't want to handle the day-to-day of an NBA organization. He was past that. that. He was not interested. And then we heard that Dumars was going to be directly involved in the interview process with Avec to bring in that next guy. Well, now we've heard that Dumars is not involved in the decisions. That report came out this weekend. And after that report came out, we heard that Calvin Booth is back in the running. He, in fact, is not pulling himself out. And they had a very informal conversation. I mean, Booth and Vivek Ranadive over the phone about the position. So he's expected to be involved uh, in the next round of interviews. You got all that? You confused yet? I am, and it's okay to be confused. Trust me, they're the, the experts that I've talked to, the off-the-record conversations that I have had with people who try to keep their fingers on the pulse of this, it's just way crazy. Things are changing every single day, every single hour, it seems, and we're going to do our best to try and make sense of, specifically with Joe Dumars, why things keep changing and what's happened to cause these changes. Also, we'll talk more about the Kings looking to hire potentially multiple positions, a president of basketball operations or VP of basketball operations and a general manager. Before that, though, it's time to thank one of our fantastic sponsors here of the Locked on Kings podcast. That's Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, It is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is very straightforward, it's simple, and it's discreet. You can get started simply by going to GetRoman.com slash X and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So what in the world is going on with Joe Dumars? What is his purpose and role here in Sacramento with the Kings? Is he literally just a placeholder? Is he someone who 
will make the draft decisions and free agency decisions, obviously having a history doing that uh, before in his career, but not interested in doing that long-term with the Kings? Is he just here to potentially make those decisions in the event that the Kings don't have their front office in place and they are guy or guys hired by the time the draft and free agency rolls around? Is he someone who really is advising this decision? Well, it doesn't sound like it because now he's not even involved in the interview process and candidates are being told that they are not going to have to report to him. It's going to be Vivek and the owners who are the only ones above whichever candidate or candidates they bring in. That's significant. We'll talk about that. Is Joe going to be around Does he have a future with this organization? Is this advisorship that he has been hired to provide for the Sacramento Kings, that he's been providing for the Kings for the last year, is it something that is going to continue after the new front office is in place? And why would you tell Vlade Divac that Joe was going to be your major decision maker and have that plan especially if you weren't expecting Vlade to step down after hearing that decision, which to me is very, very unlikely. The only explanation that makes any sense at all is that it's changed and it keeps changing. And why would it change? Why would Vivek say that Joe is going to make decisions and then rescind that statement saying that Joe's not really going to be involved in the process at all? Why would he do that? My theory, and the theory of many others here in Sacramento, because of the quality of candidates the Kings are trying to talk to. I give full credit to the Kings organization for hiring this talent firm to help them with this search and ultimately reach for the stars in the names they have wanted to talk to about the position. The one thing the Kings couldn't do is do the same thing that they did when Vlade got the job, bringing in a name that is recognizable but has no past experience. Kings could not get away with that, and clearly they're not trying to. They are trying to bring in someone who not only has experience but is beyond well-respected and qualified for the position. But in order to truly attract those people... You have to make sure they clearly understand the position that they're applying for and the level of control that they will have. If you're trying to take someone like Gupta or Simon or anybody from an established organization who's sitting pretty and probably is making a lot of money, just throwing the bag at them isn't going to be enough. If they're going to leave a a comfortable position of power, even if they're serving under somebody else who is the final decision maker... You have to promise them decision-making power for them to come, especially for an organization like Sacramento who has been labeled unstable and who has a reputation for botching these decisions and having ownership that's difficult or meddling to work with. Joe Dumars muddied those waters because candidates clearly didn't know, as we didn't know, how much power Joe was going to have. And these guys were not going to leave their positions to come and apply for a job and get a job that they are qualified for to serve under someone that they believe they are more qualified than. That's why very few people really wanted to work under Vlade Divac. So, what it seems like happened is that Calvin Booth was prepared 
to not interview for the job for that exact reason. He didn't want to come to Sacramento to serve under Dumars. The Kings then clarified that Dumars was not going to be involved in the interview process, taking away more decision-making power from him, further suggesting that whoever they hire is going to be the one to make the final decisions. That's what Booth wanted. Booth is more interested. And so the conversation continues. That's the only thing that makes any sense. But I have also heard that that isn't the major concern amongst candidates and those outside the organization that are looking at the state of this franchise. Dumars isn't the main concern. Ownership involvement is. And the fact that the Kings, whether deserved or undeserved, have a reputation of ownership that meddles in decisions. Vlade, we know, had to get approval for some of the moves that he made from Vivek and from ownership. That's not going to fly with one of these big-name candidates who might want this King's job. They're going to expect to come to Sacramento with full decision-making power, having to answer to nobody when it comes to basketball operation decisions, willing to hear the input from owners and minority owners, but not be told how to do their job. And there is understandable concern outside of this organization that while the Kings may say that's the case, it won't end up being that way. Do I think Vivek Ranadive and the Kings minority ownership have a obsessive need to be involved in every basketball decision? No, I don't. Do I think that Kings minority ownership and Vivek have had trust issues with the person in position to make those decisions to this point? Yes, I do. That's why doing their due diligence here, which they have been doing, is so important. If they bring in someone who is undoubtedly qualified for the position, who everybody knows is better suited to make basketball decisions than even ownership themselves, theoretically, problem is solved. Ownership can get out of the way, and a qualified basketball mind can make the final decisions. If they do that, if they make that commitment, I believe they can land a name or multiple names on this list. And landing any one of these guys, especially Gupta, is a home run for this organization. Built Bar is back as a sponsor of the Locked on Kings podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and that includes six brand new flavors like caramel brownie and my wife's new favorite, cookies and cream. Of course, they do have their 12 original flavors like raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread and my favorite mint brownie the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and they're easy to chew on top of being delicious built bars are healthy they're great for the health conscious guy or girl you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat the bars are low calorie and low sugar but high protein and high fiber and they're great for the keto diet which by the way my wife is on and like i told you she loves the cookies and cream bar 17 grams of protein 130 calories 4 grams of sugar 4 grams of net carbs i've become a pretty big fan of the peanut butter bar now that my wife's no longer stealing all of them because she takes all the cookies and cream before i can even have a chance of grabbing one but the peanut butter bar has 19 grams of protein 
only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, Built Bar is offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last, so order quickly. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off of your next order. Not your first order, your next order. So Locked On Kings listeners, I know you've taken advantage of Built Bar offers before. You can do so again. Promo code Locked On for $10 off right now at BuiltBar.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Before we wrap up today's Locked On Kings podcast, I do want to talk about briefly the possibility of the Sacramento Kings hiring for multiple positions. Now, normally you'd hire your main guy. Let's call him the president or vice president of basketball operations. And let's say in a hypothetical situation, that is Sachin Gupta. So Gupta comes in and at that point you allow him to build his front office the way that he sees fit. That's the more common way of doing things. However, it is not absurd or uncommon to have your first favorite candidate get the main job and then have your second favorite candidate get the next job underneath as long as it makes sense and those two are willing to work together. It actually happens in professional sports more than even I realized looking back at things. So in this hypothetical situation, Gupta gets hired as the vice president or president of basketball operations. Then, does Nuggets general manager Calvin Booth become the Kings GM? Probably unlikely because that's the same position that he has in Denver, so why would he leave? What about Rockets assistant general manager Monte McNair becoming the general manager of the Sacramento Kings? McNair has worked uh, under Daryl Morey, who we know the Kings, Vivek, and, and fans have a fascination with. There is a possibility of that happening. I'm not going to call it and say that that's most likely to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised either if the Kings end up with Gupta As the president of basketball operations, the number one top decision maker who only answers to Vivek and ownership, and underneath him, handling the day-to-day basketball ops, is Monte McNair. He gets the promotion of going from assistant GM in Houston to lead general manager, the general manager, and he gets to work very closely with Gupta to make basketball decisions for this Kings team going forward. That's an exciting front office that I can get my mind around, and I think you would like it as well. If there are pairings out of the candidates that you are really interested in, send them to me. Or if you think that there's another guy out there that the Kings should interview either for the main job or as the assistant to whoever you want them to hire, let me know 
at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter, or email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. I still have spots open for future fans-only podcasts. The recording for the next fans-only episode is supposed to happen this week. Hopefully, we'll be out next week, so get excited for that. And if you want to be a part of a fans-only podcast in the future, email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Tell me a little bit about yourself, how you became a Kings fan, some of the stuff you'd like to talk about, and hopefully I can have you here on the Locked on Kings podcast, and I will have the privilege of interviewing and talking Kings basketball with you. So please reach out if you are interested. As for today, that will do it for today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. I look forward to having you join me for the next episode, working on some great guests for you this week, more great Kings content. And remember to keep Locked on Kings constantly in your cycle of podcasts, especially for updates on this wild and crazy search for a new head of basketball operations. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.